0: two, Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh, going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh, now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much, more, my lineups, my bank account grow. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh, listen to this multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or cave in the bottom or hitting that topping and in this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And woo. This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah, sound the alarm. Yeah, yeah.
1: what is going on guys and welcome to episode 348 of the armchair fantasy show i am your host of course jeff lambert you can follow me on twitter at jeff lambert 77 of course we are live here every friday night at ten thirty on the going for two live podcast network uh we are on facebook live twitter youtube and twitch and now we have our own website uh going for two live has all of the audio and video content for the show Also has all the links to everywhere you can find us, all the the podcast networks, all the video uh, locations, whether it be YouTube or Twitch or whatever. It's all there. Going for two dot live, uh, of course, syndicated in all major podcast networks as well. If you are on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. Helps us out a ton with our algorithm. And I'm here with my host, Mr. Tim. What's up, Tim?
2: Oh man, I am so happy that we, you know, we'll talk about here in a minute. Our guest for this evening, man, I can't wait to get started. Uh, coming off a little bit of a bad week for me, man, but I'm feeling good. We got Garrett on the show.
1: Yes, sir. We got Garrett and uh, uh Lasab. Right, that's how you say it.
3: Lasab, Lasab, brother. All right, Lasab.
1: Yeah. yeah, of course, he's from the DFS Roundtable. I know a couple of people in the chat know who this guy. Uh, he was our 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 week one uh, one hundred thousand dollar winner. Uh, he took down, I don't know what his tournament was, but I know he took down a tournament for a hundred K. So Garrett, real quick, uh, introduce yourself and uh, let them know what your lap looked like in week one.
3: Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me guys. Uh, man, I did a who that stack, right? Uh, hey, did. <laughs> thought I'd get lucky with Derek Carr, Jamal Williams, uh, think it was Olave. Chris
2: Olave, uh, yeah. Yep.
3: I had uh Tyreek and Aaron Jones really run me the money. I had DJ Moore in there. Uh man just decided to take a shot. I deposited, you know, like two fifty for preseason and I said whatever I win through preseason, I'm just gonna take the biggest shot I can and I come up over a little over two thousand during preseason thanks to my boy Randy hooking me up on some preseason lines. And <laughs> yeah. uh. Just took a shot. I think it was the single-entry Thunderdome, the $1,500 single-entry. Funny thing is, man, same lineup in the Millie Maker wins 25 bucks. <laughs> yep. Over here, 100 k obviously my biggest win, man, and just couldn't. Yeah. couldn't play
2: single-entry.
3: Yes, 100%. The best
2: lesson to learn here, play single-entry.
3: I was just going to say
1: contest selection is Contest selection. That's it, brother. 100%. 100%. 100%. All right, let's get into our rewind. A weekly rewind. 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 All right, Tim. I know you had a tough week. You said, "Why don't you give us your one good, one bad from last week?"
2: Yeah, the one good was Devon a. Chan. I was all over him last week. I had him in like sixty-six percent of my lineup, so that was good. Unfortunately, as I put in my thread in the DFS roundtable this week, uh, one of my final decisions came down to Bijan Robinson versus Jamar Chase, and I went the Bijan route. And that it cost me about forty points. So uh yeah, that one that one hurt, man. That basically tanked my week. It was definitely my worst week of
1: the season. Yeah, that one that one got me too in my cash lineup because at one point I had Chase and Tyreek Hill in my cash lineup. Uh ended up downgrading uh Chase, I believe I went with Marquise Brown so that I can pay up and get uh and get uh Bijan. But yeah, that it, it didn't work out so well. I should have stayed with Chase for sure. What about you, Garrett? What's your one good, one
3: bad for the week? man second week in a row should have played my early only all day uh had a two a stack if i would have went i if i went mostard over hn um and i was on the fence about Thielen, man if i would have played hn and Thielen, i would have probably won another hundred thousand. man i was really close 180 uh 22 was my score for the early only which Still cashed me in some good money, uh, and then I got suckered into Zach Wilson's got to be able to put up seventy like Tua against Denver, right?
0: <laughs> oh man,
3: didn't really happen. So <laughs> my all day my all day got crushed, man. Yeah, that was tough. I know Jets were popular that that day, and yeah, Zach Wilson
1: didn't uh, didn't really pay off very well. Yeah, Brees was the only good thing out of that lineup, I think. Yeah, my uh, my one good and I cheated a little bit and went with almost two goods because I had the Burrow Chase stack that I mentioned on the show uh last week. And, and that one obviously uh did quite well, uh, thanks to a <laughs> shit ton of targets to Jamar Chase and three touchdowns. So um, I said it was gonna be their coming out party and it definitely was. So that was my one good. Uh, my one bad was Nico Collins. I, you know, he just he I had him everywhere. He was he was cheap enough that I thought he can, you know, Sort of capture that magic again after a couple games, and he just he just killed me in a lot of my lineups. So Nico Collins was my one bad, uh, but all in all, pretty good week. My cash lineup was able to cash thanks to once again, uh, I got three players right in my cash lineup, and that's all I needed. So oh, that's, yeah, two weeks in a row, I've done that with just three players. So I'm kind of playing with wow. fire. Uh, so hope I hope I nail more this week. Let's go ahead and get into the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks all right we'll go to you first here tim Who do you got in your uh, elite tier
2: yeah i only have one guy this week it's kind of a weird slate right because there's no josh Allen, there's no patrick mahomes right like who are you gonna pay up for for me it's justin fields and there's a couple reasons one uh last couple weeks we've been seeing a lot more of the justin fields we expected coming into the year right his completion rate has been much higher. His rush rate has been much higher. And most importantly, he started locking into his number one receiver, which has been very productive for him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously the big news today, which we'll talk about later, uh, is that both of the running backs look like are they're going to be out for Chicago, uh, leaving Deonta Foreman as the only running back look like in the play. Uh, so I think this is actually going to be a huge buff to uh, Justin Fields and his rushing ability. Yep. Uh, I think we could see maybe even one of those you know, 60, 70-yard kind of days, uh, add in a couple of touchdowns, and he can smash at 7,300. Uh, so he's my pay-up option this week.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. And I, I didn't have any top-tier guys, but uh, listen to you talk about fields and the things that you just talked about. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pay up and get fields in at least one of my lineups this week. Garrett, we're going to go to you here, and this is your Lock of the Week. Lock,
3: lock in, it in. Man, I'm going the opposite side of the ball. I think everybody's going to overlook, you know, uh, my cousin, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Cousins, and uh, because of the JJ injury, and I'm going to go heavy on him this week and, you know, hope he can get me to the promised land again.
1: Yeah, Kurt, he's, I mean, I think it was a U team that told me that he's has the, the most pass attempts so far this year. He uh, does. Yeah, that's that's not going to change. I think they're going to stick the same offense. It's gonna be it's gonna be the cur- You're right. It's gonna be lower ownership because everybody's afraid that he's gonna be out, and I think they're still gonna throw the ball a ton. And that price tag is really really good. Uh, so you have one more guy there, Garrett, that you like in the in the top tier. Go ahead and talk about Tua a little bit.
3: Yeah, Tua man, he's just been solid. You know, uh, kind of pretty consistent for me uh, when I play him. Um, so I, I put him up there because he's a he, he's an easy probably. 18 or 20 points this week, maybe a little higher. I think he can get you to value at least.
1: Yeah, I, I agree there. And I think the fact that A-Chain is going to be out, maybe they don't run quite as much as they did last week. And, you know, two can put up some points. So, yeah, I like that call as well. We'll move down into the mid-tier and probably one of my favorite mid-tier guys, uh, Mr. Trevor Lawrence, who in my season-long leagues has been absolutely killing me. Uh, he actually showed a, a pretty decent game last week in London. Uh, but he gets the, the Colts this week at six and a half uh, or 6.5. Uh, the The Colts are 20th DV versus the pass and give up the ninth most points to quarterbacks. And stacking options, I think, are pretty straightforward here for T-Law as well. So I, I like T-Law. I like this game in general. You're going to kind of see a theme. I got a bunch of guys from this game uh, on my sheet. So T-Law is, is probably my favorite mid-tier quarterback at 6.5. Tim, who you got?
2: Uh, yeah, man, I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. Uh, early on, I thought it was going to be, oh, Joe Burrow, everybody's going to play Joe Burrow, but I'm surprised you were telling me in the pre-show, Matt Stafford looking like he's going to be the highest owned quarterback. Uh, but I think it's for good reason, right? We saw what Joe Burrow did to this Cardinal team last week. They have absolutely no pass rush, almost neat, no defense to speak of. Uh, and at 6,100, he's kind of the cheap, uh, you know, cheapest of that bunch. So uh, I really think you can, you know, can't go wrong with any of those three guys, particularly in cash. Uh, but I think it's probably a Stafford week for me.
1: Yeah, I love Stafford as well. He's definitely on my list at six point one. Um, Garrett, who you
3: got for your uh, your mid tier here? Man, golf. Uh, you know, he's playing Tampa Bay. Golf's been another pretty consistent quarterback. He's getting his weapons back this week. Um, you know, he doesn't doesn't turn the ball over. You don't have the rushing upside, man, but he's he's slinging the ball all over the place. And as long as Montgomery ain't eating up the touchdowns, he's going to get you some points for sure.
1: Yeah. And his favorite targets to be back this week as well. I'm on my same ground. Yep. Hopefully Laporta plays as well. I think he's he's listed as questionable. Hopefully he's out there because that also will help that offense. But yeah,
2: he said he's going to play.
1: Yeah, I like that. At sixty four hundred, that's a good price. Tim, you got uh, you got Burrow. You mentioned him just briefly. Go ahead and talk about Burrow a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think he's kind of the other chalk play this week. I think when you first open it up, you saw Burrow against C- Seattle. Uh, they're one of the premier pass funnel defenses, right? They don't really let you run the ball on them, but they let you pass. They do have a little bit better pass rush than we saw last week with Arizona. But, I mean, he, you know, the game plan was, was clearly in effect last week. They know they're going to run it back again this week. Uh, I'm not worried about Burrow. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him, but... Again, I expect he'll be pretty chalky.
1: Yeah, and, and Burrow, if you watch that game last week, there's a, a one play in particular where he had like a uh eight to ten yard run where mm-hmm. he looked like he was healthy. He was yeah, not favoring that leg at all. He actually, you know, put a little bit of a move on one of the defenders to get a little bit more yards. Um yep. so yeah, he's fully healthy and that price tag is way, way too cheap for Burrow at full health. So I, I like that call.
2: Yep. Moving down I think to, if you can get to Burrow in that mid range, that's where you want to be.
1: Yeah, agreed. Moving down into the value tier, I'll talk about uh, Minshew Mania uh, at five thousand. He's uh, he's making his return to Jacksonville, where Minshew Mania first started. Uh, I actually, looked up his splits. He had two. He's had two pass attempts against Jacksonville, so he probably came in on <laughs> like mop-up duty or something in the game. But this is the official return to uh, to where his his uh, his Minshew Mania was created. Uh, so he'll be hyped for this game. I'm assuming that you know the crowd will be into it. So at five k. If you play, you know, you play Minshew and you get a a, a stack option like a, a cheap uh, Josh Downs and you could stack pretty much all the stud guys that you want in your lineup. So Minshew Mania at 5K is a guy that I'm looking at in the value tier if you're paying down at quarterback. What about you, Garrett? Who you got in your, your value tier here?
3: Who that baby? <laughs> Derek Carr. Uh, man, listen, when he wins you 100000 week one. <laughs> You, you, just keep just playing have, them. you just have the tendency to go back to him again and again and again. So I'm going to give my boy a couple shots, throw him in with Lave and Kamara. What could go wrong? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. That's He'll definitely be low-owned for sure, too, because he's definitely not one of the people that are, are being talked about a lot.
3: Tim, I think you- that could be a sneaky game, too, man, Saints-Houston. I really yeah. do. Yeah, you're right. So,
2: speak – Speaking of a guy I think is going to be low-owned, I think everybody's going to click on Gardner Minshew if they're going to be paying down. And I think, like, earlier in the week when I did my first look lineup, I kind of clicked Gardner Minshew. But I think the sneaky one is actually Devin Ritter, right? And I'll tell you guys why. Washington has given up a top quarterback performance every week this every year. Every week. Like, they absolutely cannot stop anybody uh, like in the past game. And, yeah, they have a better pass rush, and he hasn't looked so good against the pass rush, but he's 5K, right? And you can stack him with uh, – what's his name? Drake London, and you can do and you can do a double stack with Kyle Pitts, and it's under 13K. Yeah. Like, it's just insanely cheap. So uh, I don't usually recommend it. This is – people call it a puke stack. This is definitely my puke stack of the week. Uh, but, yeah, it's Ritter with the Falcons, man. For sure.
1: All right, I'll just mention the last couple of guys we have on so we can move on to tight end. I got Geno Smith at Cincinnati coming off a bye at 5.7, probably in that range where he's not going to get clicked on because you want to go up to Stafford or you can go down to Minshew. But I will mention Geno. And then uh, uh, Garrett's got uh, Brock Purdy there at at 5.6 against the Browns. Um, And what could be a tough matchup. As a a Niners fan, I'm a little nervous about this one. I think I'm more nervous about this defense than I am the Dallas Cowboy defense. So um, Purdy at 5.6 is also on the list. Let's get to tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right. Tight ends. Uh, we all have the same elite guy. And Garrett, since you're the guest here, I'll let you take it first. Who do you have up here in the top?
3: Man, Hawkinson, right? If your lock of the week is, is Kirk Cousins and uh, no, there's no Jay Jettas on the field, you got to go. Uh, I would imagine his target's going to be Hawkinson a lot. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got 12, 15 targets here somehow, man. And a yeah. uh, touchdown or two, uh, if you're going to pay up for tight end, I think this is a good week to do so for sure.
1: Yeah. I know we typically call him the Hawking <laughs> goat on the show, the but, goat, but yeah, the yeah. Goat. I, I might, I might give him a new nickname. We're going to call him Lockinson. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim, you got anything on Hawkinson? I know that's all you have in the elite here. Anything you want to add?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no Travis Kelsey, right? So you're like, who has that top end ceiling? And I really think it's this guy, and, and really nobody else. You have the one guy uh, which we can talk about. He's, you know, not a hundred percent, but yeah, I think it's like a clear tier above everybody else.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. He's he is this week's kind of Travis Kelsey because he is so far and above everybody else. Um, the fact that you know Mark Andrews is on the slate, obviously Kelsey is on the slate. So yeah, there's a you know couple. Guys and you can do
2: it. Like there's enough value this week that if you want to pay up a tight end. Like, you don't have to have a shit lineup to do it. Absolutely. 100%. Uh,
1: the other guy I had in the elite tier, and it, he is questionable, so make sure he's playing, but uh, it's Sam Laporta, who's just been an absolute beast as a rookie tight end. You know, you don't see it very often. Rookie tight ends come out. I mean, this guy's being priced as one of the top tight ends on on DraftKings. He's, I think he's a tight end one, you know, ex- excluding the game from yesterday, obviously, Um uh Laporta was coming into this week as a tight end one in season long fantasy as well, uh, which is crazy to think about as a rookie tight end. But uh, Laporta at Tampa Bay, 5.6. If he's healthy, I think he's also a decent play.
2: Yeah. Eric Ebron, eat your heart out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. We'll move down here into the uh, into the mid tier. Garrett, why don't you go ahead and kick us off here in the mid tier?
3: Man, Cole Komet, it, it seems like a theme of this show. We're kind of targeting that game. Yeah. Uh, at least him and I from opposite sides of the field. So um I like him. If you're gonna pay down a little bit and you wanna go to the mid tier and think I don't know maybe they double Hawkinson or something or <laughs> put a yeah. deal over him, you know, Cole Komet on the opposite side. And Justin Fields loves him, especially when they get close to the red zone, man. Yeah, that's the key right there, is he's the red zone target and even coming into the season,
1: Komet was getting a lot of hate. And I was kind of like, he was a tight end six last year in fantasy. Like, why are we hating this guy? Nothing's really changed. I know they got DJ Moore, but nothing's really changed in the middle of the field. Cole met at 4.6 just seems way too cheap. I love it. Yep. Tim, what you got?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with Evan Ingram. Uh, you talked about it. You know, we all want pieces of this uh, Jacksonville offense this week. Uh, one stat I had is he has a 29% target share against, uh, you know, cover one zone. Uh, I, I last four weeks, eight targets, eight targets, eight targets, eight targets. I love consistent volume. So at 4,500, I think he's affordable. He's 2000 less than the Hawking goat. Um, But I think he could get you realistically. Like if you look at his stats every week, he's given you that 16, even without a touchdown. Right. So if he gives you 22 with a touchdown, like, you know, you kind of have to have him probably. So
1: yeah.
2: I think just such a good price. And, uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big I'm a big one.
1: He's he's the one guy in the offense that spends consistent every single week. You know, we don't know. Is it is it Ridley week? Is it Christian Kirk week? Uh, It's always been Ingram week so far. He's had a game in every week. So I think that's a good call. Um, So I I had Comet and Ingram. So why don't we go back to you, Tim? You had one more guy in that mid tier.
2: I did. Dallas Goddard, man. We saw kind of the breakout last week and he's in that same range at forty eight hundred. We actually beat the Jets with tight end. Um, you know, they're, they're bad against running backs and they're bad against tight ends. So we'll talk about, uh, that guy later, but yeah, I mean, 22, you had to have him last week, basically. Right. And we talked about, there's a couple of really good tight end plays this week. Probably my favorite tight end slate in a while, to be honest with you. But, um, a lot of these mid range guys commit Goddard Ingram. One of these guys is probably going to be in the winning lineup.
1: Yeah. I love it. So we'll move down into the value tier and I'll kick it off in the value tier. And a guy that uh, I questioned last week, I questioned our guest because our guest had this guy and I, I didn't really buy it. I was trying to take the other tight end in this offense. Uh, yep. Talking about Kyle Pitts, Kyle uh, Pitts, Kyle Pitts you know, up against Washington. You know, he's three-
2: 11 targets.
1: 11. Where did that come from? Right. Exactly. I, I had to go back and add up his targets for the year to see if he to that. <laughs> yeah.
3: you come from space. <laughs> yeah
1: hundred percent. So yeah, Kyle Pitts, uh, you mentioned Washington, you know, their defense is stout, but I do think that uh, Ritter is good enough to get the ball to Kyle Pitts. If he continues to target him 11 times at 3.5, uh, he won't be 3.5 3. <laughs> for very long. So yeah, for sure. Kyle Pitts, uh, I'm buying in one more time. I've, I've been on Kyle Pitts, you know, <laughs> since his rookie season. I know, right? He's like
3: buying in one more time.
1: Yeah, this is it. This is it. If it doesn't work out this time, I'm giving up on him for sure. Tim, you got another guy that's going to be pretty chalky here in the, in the value tier. I do.
2: I only have one value tight ends, and it's Logan Thomas. He was in my first look lineup. You play tight ends against Atlanta. They're basically like the worst team against tight ends in terms of yards. Uh, you know, we're going to, you know, he's probably not going to get you a 20. Like, realistically, I don't think that's in his wheelhouse. But I think he's going to give you at least 10, right, which is what you're looking for at 3,500. And then anything yeah. above that's just gravy.
1: I love it. Yeah, I got Logan Thomas on my list as well. So tight ends from both that game, same price, opposite sides, both of them good plays.
3: Uh, yeah. Garrett, who you got for your value? Man, I'm going to share a little secret with you guys, man. I've kind of been the tight end whisperer for a couple years now. I just always seem to hit on tight end somehow. Uh, I, I, people hit on receiver, quarterback, right? Everybody's kind of got their their thing for whatever reason. Mine's tight end. I like two plays. I like Zach Ertz and I uh thirty six hundred man. Everybody's gonna go to Logan Thomas, I think. Zach yeah. Ertz has been getting a lot of targets and I don't see why that stops, man. And Arizona team that we already said is going to, you know, make what's the Rams, push the, you know, push the pace, have to score points. And I also like the opposite of Kyle Pitts. I'm going to go back to some Jonu Smith (laughs) and think (laughs) they flip-flop it a little bit and uh, run it back with him. Nice. I like it.
1: Uh, I had one more guy that I just wanted to mention and it's more about the it's the, it's the flow chart right it's the flow chart play this week Tyler Conklin versus Philadelphia uh, yeah. Philly's giving up uh, giving up a ton of points to tight ends they're dead last in DVOA versus the tight end Conklin is 3.3. Uh, I think he's had uh, five or six targets in every game, except for week one, I believe, is is, is the stat that I had written down. And, you know, he's just been solid. At 3.3, I think everyone's going to click on those guys we just mentioned, and uh, no one's going to scroll down far enough to see Tyler Conklin down there at 3.3, so he's my other tight end value. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs. (laughs) Running backs. All right. We're going to start with the elite tier and the elite of the elite. Garrett is the
3: guy that you like and CMC. Uh, I mean, he's expensive, but um, who else has 60 point ceilings on this <laughs> slate that, you know, and possibly in a nasty game where they're just going to hand the ball off a bunch? um they may be getting jeff wilson's his backup right they're getting him back uh no uh no that's elijah mitchell i'm sorry i'm sorry guys i'm thinking of the wrong team but uh yeah cmc is going to get a ton of work we know that passing game running game it's steep but he can always get you there yeah and i think
1: elijah mitchell was questionable just to go back on that because they are trying to like limit cmc's workload a little bit uh, yep. I don't think Elijah Mitchell plays because I think this is going to be a sloppy game and they don't want to go out there and get hurt. And Mitchell yep. is the only back of the, of the ones they have that can do a little bit of everything. Um, right. The guys behind Christian McCaffrey now are Jordan Mason. And he's just a, he's just a bruiser. He's just hand the ball off and then run straight. So some of the things that Christian McCaffrey can do, um, he'll be the only one doing it because they, other guys can't do it. So that's a, that's a good call. I like CMC. Tim, what you got?
2: Yeah, I only have one guy and it's a uh, ETN Travis ETN, man. We, I- I think, you know, his best game until last week was week one against Indianapolis. And then last week, we kind of saw that breakout that kind of people were expecting against Buffalo. Uh, but the big thing for him this year has been his past game usage, right? He's consistently gotten like four or five targets in every game. And obviously on DraftKings, that's so, so valuable. Yeah. So uh, the thing about this week, and we'll talk about it here in a minute, is that I think you want to pay up for wide receiver. And so you're probably going to be paying more in the mid range for running backs. Uh, But I really like ETN here, man. If I'm going to pay up a little bit, it's probably going to be to him.
1: Yeah, I like that call. Uh, I had ETN on my list as well. And I also got David Montgomery uh, at Tampa Bay, 7.3. Now, if you look at DVOA, Tampa Bay is actually, I think, the the best or second best defense uh, against the run. But David Montgomery is going to get all the volume he can handle. I just looked it up. Uh, On the road, he's getting more carries. I think uh, in week four against Green Bay, he had 32 carries. Uh, that's yep. an insane. That's like a 1980s number. Like you don't see that anymore. Uh, and he had 21 in Week One versus Kansas City. Um, you know, obviously no Jameer Gibbs, and <clears throat> they're gonna want to. Th- th- this team has changed their identity. They're they're a run team, and they like to play good defense. And I think David Montgomery fits that mold. Uh, even with his what 3.8 yards per carry or whatever it is, they don't care. They're gonna still run the ball with him. So at 7.3, he's he's not uh, priced too high. Where I'm not willing to pay for him yet.
2: Agreed. Good call. Yeah, agreed. Smooth. Yeah, we can't take his guy from him. Yeah, we got to give you your guy, Garrett. Just go ahead and talk about him. <laughs>
3: yeah, go ahead. Give Man, us. Man, I don't want to skip over who that the best <laughs> Saints we have, Kamara, uh, sixty-eight hundred. Listen, I was scared when he come back uh, from the suspension. You know, beating people up in Vegas, probably drunk with some with some. Beautiful women, I, I would imagine, <laughs> For sure. but, uh, you know, doing his thing. But, yeah, man, Kamara,
2: he's, he was ready to go. Like, he was like, okay, I'm right back to my same role. <laughs> yep. right,
3: ready to go. He's like, <laughs> what are these other guys doing in this backfield, man? Give me the rock. Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, Kamara, man, love him this week.
1: Yeah, he was my lock of the week last week, and it, 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 he did pretty yes. well last week. He wasn't wasn't quite the 13 catches he had the week before, but still had a really good week.
2: Yeah, he's Tim, got one of the best roles in the league man for sure
1: 100 percent. yeah Tim what you got in the mid-tier
2: yeah uh well the other two I think we all have the same guys so I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Kyron Williams and I'll leave you the other guy um he, again a guy who's got one of the best roles in the league right he's got really nobody behind him he's seeing like 80 plus percent of all running back touches every single week and he gets this Arizona team that like everybody runs the ball against like, it just seems so perfect of a spot for Kyron at 6,500. Um, I know a lot of people are going to go with the passing game. I'll actually talk about it here, but he has had some games where he's gotten a number of receptions from Matthew Stafford. So I think you can stack Stafford with them. Uh, we've seen uh, Arizona give up a lot of points to pass catching running backs, So, you know, he could easily do a hundred, you know, on the ground and maybe a catch or two, you know, three through the air. And he could get you well over 20 points. So I'm going to go Kyrie Williams. I almost put him as my lock of the week, but I like this other guy so much that I couldn't skip over it.
1: All right. Yeah, definitely. So I I have, uh, I'll talk about the guy that we all have, Mr. Uh, Must Start, uh, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. Yeah, 6.4 versus uh, Carolina. Uh, At home, obviously, we know Devin A. Chain's not going to play this game. We still aren't sure about Jeff Wilson, but I find it hard to believe that a guy that's missed almost all the training camp, missed all the games. And hasn't practiced at all this week. Is just going to show up on game time and start scoring points? I just don't see it not happening. Not happening, man. Yeah, I'm good. not at all worried about it. It's going to be the yeah. Raheem Moster show. He's
2: doubtful. Like, he's doubtful. Is like, he, he may not even play. Yeah. yeah I, it's going to be Salvin Ahmed getting five carries. Yeah. And Raheem Mostert getting the other 20.
1: Yeah. And what's crazy is, like, so as a Niner, I know Raheem, Raheem Moster pretty well. Uh, but he used to be known as a right. guy who doesn't catch passes very often. Uh, he's had games where he's had, I mean, he had seven catches in a game. I mean, that's nothing that you yeah. get from Raheem Mostert. If you're getting catches from him as well, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's wheels up. I think he'll probably be the, one of the highest owned, if not the highest owned running back on the slate. Uh, yeah. But yeah,
2: it's the perfect matchup. They are the worst team DBOA against the run. Hey
3: yeah. man, if I can real quick, I know I had to hype train Kamara, but being honest with you guys, and it, if you, if you tell me must pick one out of Kamara and must start this week, Listen, it's must start, a hundred
1: percent.
3: I'm I'm gonna bet he gets a touchdown. I'm you know on all the betting platforms. I'm gonna bet the yardage. I'm all over him this week.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, if you're on the underdog platform, that's a perfect time to to, to go do that. If you haven't got an underdog, going for com. It's uh gf2 is the promo code. You can get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. Uh, and they've got some good uh, Rohin Mostert's uh, props there as well. And see me in the chat. I'll give you my picks. There we go. Uh, Tim, you got one more guy there.
2: Who? Uh, Swifty, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I really like the Eagles. We haven't really talked about the Eagles much, but they get a matchup against uh, the Jets. Uh, we talked about it. There's two ways you beat the Jets. You run the ball and you beat them with tight ends. Um, the thing I love about DeAndre Swift this week is that I think everybody's going to skip over him right? Everybody's going to play the, the Mostert, Kyron, Kamara, or they're going to go down to the cheap guys we're going to talk about here in a second. People are going to skip right over DeAndre Swift. And mm-hmm. I mean, his role lately, again, has been really solid. 15 to 17 carries, like two to five receptions. Like, that's what we're looking for, right? That's that Alvin Kamara role on a better offense. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, if it wasn't for the guy we're going to talk about here in a second he would be one of my three running backs.
3: Tim, i got to push back a little bit. I wouldn't say Uh-oh. a better offense, but <laughs> <That's laughs> i A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, right now.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll move down into the value tier. And uh, you, Garrett, you don't have any values down here. Is, is there no one you like in the value tier?
3: That dust and despair. I, I love that. That's a great <laughs> answer. That's, that's where it's at. It's a dust bunch of dust. It yeah, is a- I mean, listen, there's some guys, you hope they fall into the end zone. Uh, some values opened up. I'm sure Tim's going to talk about or, or you, Jeff, but um, since I, I, I put this in, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick in that that uh, middle tier section or I'm going to flip the script and instead of paying up for wide receiver, I'm going to go CMC and hope he balls out again like we know he can. I uh, love it. Tim, who you got in your value?
2: Yeah, man, I'm going to go with Chuba. Chuba Hubbard, man, 4,300. This is the week. This is a guy we saw last year get opportunities and have some good games, man. He had a game with 125 yards. He had a couple games with multiple touchdowns. And the thing about him is this year in particular, Bryce has been checking it down to him a little bit. He's had a game with five targets. He's had multiple games with two targets. And that's in relief of Miles Sanders. And now Miles Sanders is out. So
3: yeah. dude, I, don't it, I don't know if it's his growth or being behind CMC or a little bit of both, but he, he looks. He looks solid this year, man. Yeah. He really yeah. does. He gets the opportunity.
2: Yep. 100%. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he's 4,300, right? He's like the the value lock play of the week. Uh, this would be where if Gerson was on the show, he'd tell me, Tim, don't overthink this. Just hit lock. Just do uh, it. That That's Chuba Hubbard for me this week, man.
1: Yeah. Good call. I have the other guy that's in that same tier um, that's also going to have a backfield to himself since the two guys in front of him are are not going to play. Uh, Khalil Herbert obviously out. Roshan Johnson got ruled out today. So Donta Foreman at 4.4 versus Minnesota will get the full workload in the backfield. Uh, he's not much of a pass catcher, so you're not going to get that, that upside at all. Uh, but the, what you do get is the guy that can fall into the end zone a couple times because he's a big bruising yep. back. I think last year when he was playing for Carolina, we actually had some stats that compared him a little bit to Derrick Henry-esque. I know he's not quite Derrick yep. Henry, but he had some stats that compared very favorably to Derrick Henry. Uh, so against Minnesota at 4.4, 4, um, if you're not clicking Hubbard, you're probably clicking uh, clicking Dante Foreman here. So he's a guy you can spend, you know, uh, that little bit of amount so you can get up to the Christian McCaffrey's or to some of the receivers that we're about to talk about here in a second.
2: Yep, and I think the value that opened up today with these two running backs really broke open the slate.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
2: I think going into today, there were pretty clear ways that everybody was going to go, and now that you can mix and match these Sheep's running backs, you can go a whole lot of different ways now. I think it really opened up the slate.
3: Agreed. Hey, guys, listen to my boy Tim up there on Hubbard. (laughs) Don't overthink it.
1: And Just do it. 100%. And I told you pre-show, Garrett, the point. I know you did. You did, <laughs> It's opposite. <I> <laughs> you got a point opposite.
3: <laughs> right. Hey, guys, the tequila's starting to kick in. Hey, I'm going to get a little spirited here as the show goes on. Let's do it. <laughs> All, All right. Let's that. get
1: to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right. Let's kick it off here at the top. Uh, we'll go to you first, Garrett. Who you got?
3: Man. Uh, I'm gonna go Cooper Cup over Hill on this one. You know, I that' listen, I uh, puka nakua or not, Cup is the dude. You know, he can get you 20 targets, he almost probably has Hill and Christian McCaffrey upside. You know, he's got a chase 55 point game in him coming this season, and I hope.
2: He's playing the same team that Chase played last week, right? Yeah. And talk about a guy stepping right back into his role. He had 12 targets yes. game one. Like, they were ready to go. I, I love Cooper Cup this week. Um, I think there's a lot of lineups where you can pay up for him and another top-end guy and still have a good lineup. Uh, one of, we know one of those Cooper Cup 40-point games is coming. I don't see why it couldn't be this week. 100%.
3: I think it might be this week.
1: <laughs> good stuff. I I do want to point out it was a good point in the chat uh, from Chandler it says that uh in the Vikings four out of five games they haven't allowed more than 60 yards and he thinks that Foreman's going to be a trap which is definitely a potential, you know, he's he's super cheap and that's why you're paying yeah. for him. Uh, you're hoping for the touchdowns, but yeah, that's a good this, point. This
2: could but, be a Josh Kelly play. That's the best way I'll say it. This yeah. could oh, be a Josh Kelly.
3: Yeah. Got me two two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, I, I tried to delete mm-hmm. him from DraftKings, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> yeah. They
2: weren't using him in the past game either, right? So Deonta Foreman equals Josh Kelly. Yeah, Just write yeah. It down.
3: 100%.
1: We're
2: going to talk about Jamar Chase, though. Right. Like, this is the guy that I think he, he was almost my lock of the week. And the reason he wasn't mm. is because he's like the chalkiest wide receiver on this plate, right? right? He's like the guy that everybody's locking in. Some projection sites have him as the number one wide receiver on the week. Uh, T Higgins is a game time decision, whether he plays or not, as I said, in the Burrow segment, I mean, their connection was back. Right. And that's not going to change this week. Seattle gives up the most, uh, well, I think the most or second most points to wide receiver. Right. I think it's after the Denver Broncos. So, I mean, it's, it's chase week wheels up. He should be nine K and he's 8,300.
1: Yeah. Similar to Burrow in that sense that they, they were so bad for so long their prices have gone down and, and the thing with DraftKings, I've noticed because I you know, I do value columns for for fantasy pros, so I look at FanDuel as well. FanDuel seems to adjust their pricing like that. Like there's like okay, they're back, boom, they're back to being elite price. Where DraftKings kind of like yeah. pussy puts it, where they get kind of slowly yeah. increase it. Where guys like Chase, you know, obviously gets this the little bit of a discount for one more week at least. So they I like delay that. Lay
3: the prey for the sharks to come in and eat. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Um, no, I was
2: wrong. They give up more points to wide receivers than the Denver Broncos. <laughs> wow.
3: Would you would you say more along the lines of week three against the Rams, 30 points, or more like last week, 50, 55? And I know that's a big game, but yeah. what, what, what are you I, I
2: have them around 25 points, which yeah. I think is three times value, which is already awesome in a cash game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, 20, 24 to 26 points is about what I'm
3: projecting. 100%. Good stuff. All
1: right, so uh, we'll move down into the to the the mid tier here, and I'll kick off the mid tier, and I'll go with the guy that probably people aren't really thinking about because uh, they think the, the Eagles' uh, defense is really good, which they are, but they're not very good against the pass against the pa- pass catchers in particular. Uh, now I'm going with Garrett Wilson versus Philly. Uh, don't look now, but Zach Wilson looks like he's a competent quarterback, not a good quarterback, but he's at least competent. Uh, he can get the ball out to some of his guys. I think Garrett Wilson at six thousand is still way too cheap. Uh, I think the Eagles have given up seven uh, either wide receiver one or receiver two games this season more than anybody else. Uh, so Garrett Wilson will get a ton of targets from Zach Wilson, and I think at six k he can pay off his salary. Uh, and he probably gets junk time as well. I mean, they're probably going to be down in the fourth quarter. They're going to be throwing the ball over the field, and, and Garrett Wilson will get that junk time. So he's he's my mid tier play. Uh, a little bit risky, obviously a tournament play only, but at six k I like Garrett Wilson.
2: They are the flowchart team. Yep.
1: Tim, what you got for your mid-tier?
2: Can I, can I get a drop?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to get you the drop. My bad. Lock, Lock it in. All
2: right, man. Th- this is my favorite play on the slate. So all of the stats back it up, too, which is I incredible to me that this is not one of the chalkiest plays on the slate. It's DJ Moore. Like, the last two weeks... Justin Fields is just locked in on him. Like, I think last week I saw no other wide receiver had a single catch in that game against Washington. It's just drop back, look for DJ Moore, and throw him the ball. And we mentioned with the running back issues they're having, they're going to have to throw the ball even more. Minnesota is 30th DVP to wide receivers. To me, he should be a 10, 15-plus percent owned player who we have right around 5%. So to me, he's like probably my favorite play on the slate. Um, thirty point upside at sixty five hundred. I just, I don't know how you don't just lock this in.
1: Yeah, that's a very good call both cash and GPP. Good call. And just going back to Garrett Wilson, John just pointed out in the chat that uh that Darius Slay is going to be out as well, so that also helps uh, Garrett Wilson a little bit. But I, I agree, one hundred percent. DJ Moore is a is a play that I have that I think is going to smash as well at that price point. He's he's definitely going to be someone I'm looking at. Love that call.
2: Like he needs what nineteen and a half points to hit value. Like. I don't see how he doesn't get that.
1: Yeah, agreed. Gary, what you got for your mid tier?
3: Man, Amon Ra coming back. Golf's favorite target. Golf's gonna want to target him early, often, and frequently. (laughs) He may get some frequent fire miles off this game, guys. (laughs) So you know, I I think it's gonna be a competitive game, Uh, and we all know what he can do. Man, seventy seven hundred. I think he's a good you know, in a good shake back spot where some people may kind of overlook him because he's coming off of uh, you know, somewhat of an injury. I I forgot what was up with him, but you know, an injury yeah. down week. And then no, no Gibbs too, right? So yeah. uh more targets to him. And
1: potentially potentially a limited uh, Sam Laporta as well. I mean I Yeah, let everybody was...
3: click Laporta, let everybody click Montgomery. I'm gonna go Aman Ra.
1: Yeah, John's asking in the chat, are we afraid of the road golf narrative? And I, I haven't, we haven't seen the road golf narrative this year. He's been actually pretty decent on the road, and they've yeah. been running the ball a ton, too, which does help. But he's, he's, been, he's been pretty good on the road. Not great. He's definitely been better at home, but uh, I haven't seen road golf rear his ugly head just yet.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing I will say is they run the ball more than any other team when they get inside the red zone. So if the sun god is going to score, he's going to have to score from outside the twenty. Yeah, because it becomes Demont time when they get in the red zone.
3: Hundred percent. Yeah, and and what's that that stat you said three point two yards a carry or whatever it was for Montgomery? Times that by four, that's over ten yards. That's a first down every four plays. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) agreed. Yeah, Um, they
2: have my biggest mismatch in terms of run blocking versus the opponent. So yeah, I, I. I actually loved Demont this week. It was really hard for me not to click him too. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Um, I'll take some low hanging fruit here, and I'll go with uh, I'll go with Mister Addison at uh, five point seven. You know, at Chicago, we all know that Jay Jettis is not going to be on the field. Uh, ironically, KJ Osborne's been getting more snaps and more usage uh, than Addison. But Addison has the bigger fantasy point games. And I think that this is the week that he kind of leapfrogs uh, Osborne into a bigger role. I think he takes over that that J.J.'s role. That's why they drafted him at five point seven. He's just way too cheap. Gets a great uh, matchup with Chicago. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the more popular value choices on the slate. I guess mid-tier is where we have him, but at five point seven, he can be considered a value as well. Um, so yeah,
2: I had one stat on him after Jay J.J.'s went out last week. He had a twenty nine percent target share. That's that would cool. put him in the top six in the league
1: man yeah that, that like would to be me elite.
2: he's he's almost too cheap they didn't adjust the price enough agreed. in my opinion
1: agreed uh and i'll take one more mid-tier because we got tons of mid-tier guys i'll go ahead and hit my lock lock, lock. lock. it so i mentioned that i like that uh that colts and uh jags game and my lock of the week is mr christian kirk at 5.4 it's partly due to the price, probably due to the fact that he's been sort of the, the guy in this offense. Uh, after week one, I mean, I think he's averaging close to 10 targets a game. He had that rough week one where we all thought Ridley took over the number one spot and that was going to be Ridley's season and Christian Kirk would be forgotten about. And then all of a sudden here comes Christian Kirk starts balling out once again. So at 5.4 with the targets that he's getting in this offense and this game environment that we think is going to be a pretty high scoring game, 5.4, I'm going to be cr- clicking on Christian Kirk quite often and, uh spoiler alert, he'll also be probably in one of my stacks at the at the end of the show as well. All right, let's go yeah. back through, Tim. You got a couple more guys in your mid-tier.
2: Yeah, I'm ready to have my uh, you know, heart broken by, by Nico Collins again, uh, particularly if Tankdale is out right now. He's questionable. He did get a practice in today, so he may play, uh, even if he doesn't play. I'm not really worried about Marshawn Lattimore because they move him all over. Uh, but he's been the guy that they've gone to, particularly in home games. Uh, he had a, obviously a letdown spot last week, but I think the defense matches a lot better. They're gonna they play a lot more zone uh, in New Orleans, so I think particularly if you're going to go with uh, the Hoodat stack, uh, I think he makes a great run
3: back.
1: Yeah, Houdat, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Garrett, let's run run back through here. Who else you got in your mid tier? Man,
3: listen, I got a couple guys. I got a couple. Y'all get ready. Take you take some notes here. Jacoby Myers going against his old team, New England.
2: Revenge.
3: Bill Bill Belichick revenge game narrative. Bill Belichick, what is What does he do? He shuts down your number one. Okay, pick, Bill. Are we gonna shut down Jacobs? Probably not, cause Adams, you know, what you gonna do there? Try to shut down them too. Jacoby Myers can run up and down the field on you in the meantime. Uh somehow Jimmy Garoppolo just continues to get surrounded by extremely good talent as a mediocre quarterback, if you ask me, but yeah that that's my that's my take on him but you know kudos to him i'm also going to add somebody in here man thielen he just keeps doing it week after yeah. week after, like who else is Bryce Young going to throw the ball to you know adam thielen may be 76 years old but he keeps shaking back and cutting on you know these DBs and and getting open and and catching passes i, I think that's what killed me uh on my early only this week man i was winning almost 10,000 and Thielen got a a trash garbage time touchdown at the end of the game or close to it and kind of knocked me out of some money a little bit. But, uh, (laughs) and I also like Tyler Lockett, man. Uh, I like Lockett a lot um, as a run back to that Cincinnati stack that we were talking about. Yeah,
1: that's a good call. And I like the Myers one. I know we talk about revenge narrative and, you know, Gersh nice to always point out that it's not really a thing in football. Uh, and it's not, but it's fun to talk about. But if there's going to be a revenge narrative, I think this is the guy you talk about because they basically just let him go and then signed a guy for the same, basically the same contract, same money. <laughs> the same money yeah. in Juju Smith-Schuster, who's done absolutely nothing. Whereas Myers has gone down and all of a sudden he can catch touchdowns now too, because he's doing that for the Raiders as well. So uh, right. I love that call. Uh, all right, we'll move down into the uh, the value tier, but I do want to mention. I, I do
2: want to mention Hollywood oh, Brenna, ahead. before we move go on. Ahead. Yeah, that, That's just really it, man. This guy's been the, like mo- one of the most consistent wide receivers in this mid-range, right? He just scores 15 points a week, uh, and he's in one of the best game environments of the day. So I think he's a good play, and he's going to be pretty chalky.
1: Too. Yeah, I love it. I had that a lot whole of it game well. is
2: revenge. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so much revenge.
1: We'll move down into the uh, value tier. And one of these guys was just mentioned in the chat by Chandler. Uh, Josh Downs uh, at Jacksonville, 4.1 is way too cheap. Uh, he has been getting targets from Minshew. Well, you know, Minshew starting this game, I think, in week three when Minshew got to start. Josh Downs had 12 targets. Uh, yep. His last game with Minshew playing, you know, most of the game there. He had his best game as, a, as far as fancy points go. Uh, so Minshew loves Josh Downs at 4.1. He is super, super cheap, and he will be locked into a ton of my lineups. Uh, so give me some Josh Downs this week. Tim, what you got for your uh, your values here?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Drake London. I told you my puke stack of the week was uh, Desmond Ritter to Drake London. Uh, Washington gives up, like, one of the most wide re- points to wide receivers. Uh, we saw, again, DJ Moore drop a 50 spot on him, uh, particularly that left. Uh, cornerback dude what's his name Emmanuel Forbes just gets absolutely smoked repeatedly so yes. uh, I know you can't trust uh, Arthur Smith right obviously this is not a cash game play uh, but at 4,800 man I think he's got some upside
1: yeah I like that call what you got I for can't your-
2: do the Bobby trees Scott I'm sorry I hey, can't do it
1: hey don't steal my thunder because he's on my sheet I'm gonna talk about Bobby <laughs> trees oh, go ahead, sorry go ahead <laughs> we'll let we'll let Garrett take uh take one of his guys first here
3: Oh, man, let's go Alan Lazard. You know, Alan Lazard, we've been talking about the Jets, right? Uh, 3,700. Man, I could see him getting five catches, 50 yards. If he falls in the end zone for 3,700, he gets you you where you need to be for, you know, a cheap guy, man.
1: Yeah, I like that call. Uh, Speaking of Bobby Trees, I have Bobby Trees in my value at 3.8 versus New Orleans. Um, Surprisingly, this guy has 40 targets through five games. Uh, it's about eight eight targets a game. Uh, he's had a game with ten targets. He's three point eight. There's no Tank Dell. I think he can get ten targets easily in this game at three point eight. You would take that all day. If I said you're gonna get a receiver that's you know been a top receiver in the past, he's basically Adam Thielen light. I mean he's he's an older yeah. guy that's getting a ton of targets and he's just gonna do it for you. Uh, I kind of feel like this this whole slate we have a bunch of like older guys that are kind of doing it as well. So Bobby Trees three point eight. I do like him a lot. Um, do you want to talk about, uh, Mr. Osborne there, Tim, you got him on your, we both got him on our slate. Yeah,
2: I like Osborne, but I will mention one thing about Josh Downs. Um, Jacksonville has actually been really good against the slot and Josh Downs runs 82% of his snaps from the slot. Uh, they've been like basically bottom 10. So I would temper expectations a little bit for Josh Downs. Uh, but KJ Osborne, I, I think he's, you know, popping up in some places as the number one value play, or at least he was before the Chuba Hubbard news, um, you know, projecting 12 to 14 points at 4,400, depending on where you look. But right. I mean, I, I, I personally like Addison better. I think I'm going to pay up for Addison, uh, but I mean, it could just as easily go the other way. They say that he'll be playing mainly the X role, right? Which is what Justin Jefferson normally plays. Um, how many, you know, First reads he gets versus Addison, I guess we'll find out. But, you know, he's also been in these spots before and let us down. Uh, He's not somebody that's seen consistent target volume. And honestly, I don't feel that he really has that, like, big breakout potential.
1: Yeah. You know what I
2: mean? So like I think he's a good maybe cash play, but I don't know how much I'm going to have in him in tournaments because I think it's going to be hard for me to see him getting above 20 points. And you need at least that in a tournament.
1: Yeah. I agree 100%. Like I said, he's he's been he's been the one with JJ in there that's been getting more of the snaps out there, but I do yeah. think that Addison is the better play. I think Addison leaps frogs him in snaps this week. All right, we're ready to get to the defenses? Yep. Let's go. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, kick us off here.
2: Man, this one really shocked me and we talked about this before the show, but it's the Detroit Lions. Uh they have figured out how to hide Jared Goff's flaws, man. And it's on the road. Don't have him throw the ball a lot. Have him run the ball and play good defense. And that's what they're going to do here. They're going to they're force Baker into a lot of situations where he has to throw the ball. They're not going to let them run. It's going to be a lot of dropbacks. And that's what you're looking for for a defense, right? You're not looking for teams that are necessarily going to give up 14 points. You're looking for teams that are going to get five, six, seven sacks. And hopefully one of them turns into a strip sack or, you know, recovery and going the other way. So I think the team, the cheapest team that has a shot at like 12 to 14 points on a defense is the Detroit Lions.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%.
2: And we all had them, which never happens. Never
1: happens, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) like I
2: think if you have a lineup that you absolutely love and you're a little short for the Lions, I think you can play the Buccaneers. I think they're the cheapest defense that won't give you a zero. Um, But I think if you can afford the other 400, man, it's worth paying up for the Lions.
1: Yeah, agreed. And uh, go ahead and talk about Miami, too, Tim, since you took all the defenses anyway. You got all the ones that we talked about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: Well, I I like the Browns just because we talked about this game could get real sloppy. Uh, If it ends up being a weather game, I think that they're in play. Uh, But I think if you pay up for a defense this week, it's the Miami Dolphins against Bryce Young. He's been so bad. He's been very uh, unsafe with the football right he's had multiple fumbles turnovers uh and miami comes and gets you right we saw what they did to daniel jones a couple of weeks ago so they're going to absolutely eat bryce young alive this game could get out of uh out of control in a hurry so nice. yeah man if you're ever going to pay up for defense this might be a week to look at it
1: good stuff and we have a, a guy in the chat that i want to mention because like two people had him uh Chandler saying if if Bobby trees is out, which he is questionable and Dell is out, Noah Brown at minimum salary would be interesting. And then Brian Chang's chimes in that that Brown's going to be his sick call this week. So uh, Noah Brown, obviously if, if, if uh, trees misses this or he's limited at all, uh, he's, he's an option as well at minimum salary. All right. It's stack time. Going for weekly stack report. All right, Garrett, kick us off here. What you got? Man.
2: hold on on. before you do, I just wanna let you know if you've been paying attention. none of our shocks should be shocking, <laughs>
3: yeah, none of my exactly we none 100. of the
2: stack should be shocking at uh, all,
3: guys, I got a cousin named Kurt or a <laughs> Kurt named Cousins, whichever way y'all wanna say it uh I'm gonna go with Kurt cousins um Hawking goat, run it back with the lock of the week of Tim, which is d j Moore, which just solidified d j Moore will be in. 120 uh, percent of my line <laughs> there you and, go. Uh, I, I, I even like instead of going the cheaper option for me personally with Cousins I want to go the higher end and I want to stack him with Madison if I do you know a full complete stack yeah but Cousins Hawkinson DJ Moore put Mustard in there maybe Cooper Hubbard the D- Detroit defense, listen, no, he's, guys. He's I giving mean, you man, a whole lineup. He's giving you a Millie maker lineup. <laughs> he's just giving you a whole <laughs> lineup.
1: I love it. All right, Tim, what you got?
2: Yeah, I'm going with a Stafford stack, man. Stafford to uh, Cooper Cup. I even like Kyron Williams in there as well. And then run it back with
1: Hollywood Brown. Love it. Mm. Love it. That's a great one. Um, obviously, I mentioned at the top, I like this game, and I'm going to stack this game. I'm going with uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and Josh Downs as my bring back uh in this game you can flip it up all kinds of ways you can go ridley over kirk if you want you can go Pittman over downs uh you can mix and match any way and i, I you, know, you can even put minchu in there and do a stack with minchu if you want so this game is a, a very stackable game uh, but that's the one i'm going to take the t law christian kirk evan ingram josh Downs stack all right let's get to the sick call of the week and now the sick call of the week All right, just to recap, last week we all missed on our sick calls. Uh, Justin Watson actually did okay. I think he had 7.6 fantasy points. He wasn't good, though. Uh, We missed on him. We missed on Michael Wilson, who actually killed a few of my lineups, and we missed also on Tyler Conklin. So no hits on the sick call last week. Uh, Garrett, see if you can break the mold
3: here. What you got for your sick call this week? Listen, my favorite guys, uh, so Nikon Nikon, I can't. Hey, talk. you know, I take
2: that back. Con- Tyler Conklin had 10.7. So we're going to count that as a hit.
3: All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh Nico Collins is going to be on Lattimore Island. Uh, as much as you want to play Nico with probably no Dell, because I don't think anybody's played off of concussion after one week so far this season because of Tua nope. last year. So as much as you want to maybe think Nico. Let me tell you, as the Saints, <laughs> as the Saints, who that nation, uh, don't play him, I'm gonna go John Meachie the third man. Uh, I think he's 30, Three. yeah, 3.1k, 3. Uh, Houston, and uh, he, he's super fast. See, CJ Stroud, no interceptions so far this season. He's gonna have to throw the ball to somebody. You would imagine the Saints are gonna be up somehow in this game. I think this game has sneaky shootout potential, even though everybody thinks it's going to be lower—you know, a, a lower scored game. Um, so I like him a lot, man. And if if you want to come back to me, or I kind of have two. I don't know if that's allowed, but we'll
1: allow it will allow it. You want hundred k in week one? We'll let you. We'll let you. Yeah, go, <laughs> ahead, Let's man. go
3: I knew that hundred k was going to be good for something. <laughs> uh, man, I got to give another shout out to my boy Randy. Man, put me on Brandon Powell for the Minnesota. Um, he he. I don't know if it was quietly or loudly, but got six targets, you know, last week against Kansas city for 43 yards, men price, three K, no JJ. If B pal comes out there and gets a couple extra, let's say nine for 50 and falls in the end zone, something like that, man, you're going to want him.
1: Yeah. I love it. All right, Tim, what you got for your, uh, your sick call here?
2: Yeah, so we talked about that the Philadelphia Eagles, sorry, the, the New York Jets are the worst team against tight ends. Second worst team is the Atlanta Falcons. Third worst team is the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions uh, sneakily have been one of the best run defenses in the league. Uh, we talked about that. Baker's going to have to throw the ball. Uh, and I think the guy who's going to throw the ball to a lot this week is going to be Kate Otten. So we talked about uh, a couple of cheap tight ends that we like. Uh, but I like him. I think he's going to be completely unowned. I'm I'm talking about 1% owned. 100%. And, and I think he could easily give you like six for 60 and a touchdown. And that may not sound like a lie. It's not going to win you the week. But if that extra 300, 400 you're saving over one of these other guys gets you that extra upgrade, uh, that's how you're going to win the week. So he is, like I said, 1%. So you could throw him into a really chalky lineup. And he could be that one guy that separates you. So I like him for a lot of different
1: reasons this week. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So these guys gave all kinds of good stats and things of why they like their sit call. And mine is strictly gut call. I, I have no stats really to back this guy up. I just I, I want him to break out. They're coming off of a bye week. Uh, I love him as a rookie. I think he's eventually going to take over the locket role in this Seattle offense. But I'm going with JSN at Cincinnati at three point six. Uh, I think we've kind of already seen him start to become more and more uh, involved in the offense. I think he had six targets before the bye. Uh, I think this is the week that they're going to come out and try to get him even more involved. Uh, they need to open the office up a little bit because it's just been Lockett and Metcalf for so long. They don't have a tight end worth a damn. So JSN is my sick call at 3.6 this week. I, think he, I uh, do
2: have a stat for you on this one if you want it.
1: Go ahead. Give it to us.
2: So Cincinnati is 28th in terms of points given up to outside receivers. They're fifth given up to slot. So you basically attack Cincinnati with the slot. That's where he runs eighty percent of
3: his routes. Yeah. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. That's I a just, great. That's a great stat, Tim. Yeah, that's a really good go. stat.
1: See, I didn't even. I didn't even go that far. I just said I want <laughs> JSN in my all hat this week. Somehow, some way, I'm gonna get him in there. Love it. All right, fellas, that wraps the podcast up uh Garrett, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate you spending man. an hour with us. And I know, absolutely, uh, I man, know you listen, you, you want to give y'all. us a you want to give a shout thanks. out to somebody. I want you to go ahead and give you an opportunity. Man, to do absolutely,
3: that. man. I want to give a shout out to my boy Randy, who helped me climb in the money during preseason. I want to give a shout out to my nephew Palmer Cruz, who demanded that I tune back in every time Aaron Jones and Tyreek Hill scored Week One. As I was climbing the ladder, man. So it's crazy. I was tied after the one o'clock game, twelve o'clock games, I was tied for 52nd, which was literally the last position that's in green. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, well, if my couple afternoon guys do good, I'll double my money. I'll win 3K. Cool. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't lose, you're happy. It don't matter if it's a dollar or fifteen hundred dollars yep. or a million dollars, right? You don't lose, you're good. And he kept like every two seconds. He's like, Aaron Jones just scored, check it. Tyreek Hill just scored, check it. Aaron Jones scored again, check it. And I was like, ah, freaking out, man. So,
2: so longtime listeners of the show know that when Jared won the mini max, he won with Amari Cooper, and he had gotten hurt, left the game, came back into the <laughs> game, got a touchdown, and that's what pushed Jared into the money. Same thing happened with Aaron Jones. Yeah, got hurt, left the game came back had like a 70 yard run and then ended up being enough to push you into the money so yeah. sometimes when it's your day it's just your day just your and day.
3: look what's crazy about it is the the top I, at when I got to third place number 1 was beating me and I'm at 15,000 it was 15 no it was 20 50 100 right and I'm at I'm at 20,000 And first place is twenty points ahead of me, and I'm thinking there's no way he's catching. I'm catching him. There's no way. Tyreek Hill scores another touchdown. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm like two points behind both of them. Y'all won't believe this, but Tim's lock of the week, DJ Moore catches a pass for like three yards. (laughs) That's all it's a point and a half, and that literally. I, I, I won first place, which was the difference of 50. You know, speaking of, that
2: week, same thing happened with Olave, Yumi. He had left the game, gotten yep. hurt, come back into the game, and gotten like another 50 yards. Wow. And man, it, it really was your day.
3: If it wasn't for DJ Morris, four and a half points.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. gotcha. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Hey, guys, you know you can find me on Twitter at KetoDFS or X, as they call it these days. But most importantly, hop in the DFS Roundtable group on Facebook. That's where I do my weekly thread, where I bring all the best stats from around the Internet to you uh, and put them all in one place.
1: Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. And I, I talk about the discord uh, in every show. Uh, you could find the discord link uh, on goingfor2.com You can find a link in my Twitter profile. Um, go join the, the, the discord. We have over a thousand members. It's pretty active in there. Uh, but more importantly, if you haven't checked it out yet, check out our new website, going for uh it's been live for a few months now i've been just kind of tweaking it and getting you ready for prime time i think it's ready for prime time now all the links to all of the shows are going to be in there you can listen to the show right there on the website uh it's got all the episodes so if you want to check out anything from uh from our content and you don't feel like scrolling through uh spotify or itunes it's all right there at the website going for two dot live uh and for the chat once again thanks for showing up uh you know y'all make this show great having your, your comments in there. We, we love having the comments level. love y'all joining us every week and Garrett, you know, you always were in the chat, you know, we didn't see you in the chat this time man. because you were on the show. So it was great to get you on the show. Hey, man. man.
3: Thank y'all very much. I greatly appreciate it. And man, anytime y'all invite me, I'd love to be back.
1: Awesome. Good stuff.
3: Thanks Garrett.
1: All right. For Garrett, for Tim, I'm Jeff. We will see y'all next week and good luck this weekend.
2: Go, Pat, go!